Episode 62, In Sickness and in Health. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. You're just like doing neck exercises. Let's get ready. Okay. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Happy end of February, beginning of March, depending on when you... Well, when they're listening to this, it will be March 1st. Oh, it will be March 1st. I was still thinking that would be February. All right. Well, happy March. Happy March, everybody. If I can... It's been a long weekend. Long weekend. We've been a little inundated with rain here in Southern California and hail and... Just been cold. Cold. Yeah. Which actually led us to have a very relaxing weekend. Um, in terms of you sleeping in and relaxing, but at the same time, just a lot of just trying to keep the kids corralled or it was just weird. It was a weird weekend. Yeah. So welcome back. And, um, first thank you all of you that have been putting up reviews on iTunes. We definitely appreciate getting the feedback there. And, um, also want to say thank you to, we've had a lot of discussion going on on Facebook yeah. lately and um, specifically about the show. And we want to thank you all for your input there. Um, after doing this for almost a year, it's nice to hear from you, all of you, um, with your thoughts on what we could do better and what you would like to see in terms of our conversation style. And for those of you that said, don't spend the entire podcast talking about how you're going to change the podcast or not, we're just going to say thank you. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we are going to tighten up the our week section. Um, we're not going to get rid of it because it is a part of it's the part show of that we, we like and yeah. we like having the conversation, but we are going to, we're going to tighten that up and spend more time on the topic matter. So, um, which is really cool. I mean, uh, I want to thank all of you for, for mentioning that because, you know, in our minds that we just sort of felt, um, you know, the topics were there, but it really sounds like to many of you, that's what's really hitting home. I mean, listening to Elise and I talk about our week, that helps out because you guys lead and live marriages that are similar to ours at times. You know, there's ups and there's downs and you want to hear that. What's really cool though is that the topics that we're covering are needed by you folks as well. And so we do want to put an emphasis on those a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. we did that earlier and um, we're going to just move back towards that. So, Without further ado, let's let's do our week. Our week. It's been um it's been sort of crummy. We we have not had the best week. Yeah, I and went I went biking on Tuesday morning. I was taking a day off from the dent dude stuff and I was gonna go ride with a buddy of mine who has a cycling camp San Diego who I've mentioned before. And I was gonna do Mount Palomar or I did do Mount Palomar. And it's uh it was a two loop type of a day where you do Mount Palomar, come back to the cars, regroup and go out for the next loop. Well, I got back to the car and just wasn't all there. I mean, I did the climb, felt okay. Um, just standing around those, it was pretty cold for for me. And I just was sort of shivering. My, my lower back was achy. Uh, just felt a tinge of something going on and decided to just pack it up and, and head home. Well, I got home probably about one o'clock mm-hmm. 
and made a beeline to just sort of warming up, took a shower, and I was in bed by two. Yeah. And did not get out of bed Tuesday night. Mm-mm. No. And, you know, so that was the beginning of the catalyst for this week's, uh, this week's topic. Yeah. That was, that was the start of it on Tuesday. Well, and then that night I happened to wake up. My mom had called. Uh, my dad had gone in to have surgery on his pinky finger, which a ligament was torn or something. And it's been like this for a while because even our son Alex has noticed this and was like, why is no, no getting that taken care of? It's been like that forever. Right. Basically his, his pinky was at a, like a 90 degree angle. Yeah. He couldn't straighten it out. So finally decided to get it done. And honestly, this is the first time in my life that I can recall my dad getting surgery. He's 62 years old and, um, it just, it was sort of like, wow, dad's actually going to get surgery. So seven o'clock, my mom does give me a ring just to give me a, an update because I had actually forgotten he was going to go get surgery because they hadn't told me. But the news wasn't, oh, hey, dad's great or anything. It was, well, I got your dad home and he went to the bathroom and so happens he just passed out um, and not just passed out like eyes closed or anything. I mean, passed out, eyes wide open. Um, I'm sure his eyes probably rolled back into his head and freaked the living tar out of mom. Uh, she said she was screaming his name as loud as she could and he wouldn't move. So I ended up calling 911 and uh, paramedics showed up, uh, brought him to the ER. They ran a bunch of tests. Uh, so happens everything is great. He's fine there. But either the anesthesia or the Vicodin that he took uh, really just wrecked havoc on his body. And like I said, my dad doesn't go to the doctors. He doesn't get surgery. Well, he goes to the doctors, but he doesn't, surgery and is he not, doesn't no, go, he's, he doesn't he's go going to, more. Yeah. He's going more. He's going more now. So, so that, that was, was Tuesday. Fun. That was Tuesday. So Tony's down, his dad's down. And then, um, Thir- Wednesday, Wednesday, I woke up and, uh, being self-employed and what I do, I, I had to go work. It's been a crummy week. It's one of those weeks. So went out, try to finish up some things that needed to get done. By one o'clock, I was just pooped. Ready to go back to bed. I was wiped. I got a phone call from a client and I had a four o'clock client set up. It was about one. It was about one thirty by this time. Uh, my client calls and goes, you know, I got to cancel. I'm like, praise God. That, that's great. I'm, I'm gone. So head home by two thirty, three o'clock. I'm in bed again. Mm-hmm. Wake up that night to find a voicemail. Well, another client of mine had canceled because the client that I was supposed to be at at four o'clock wanted to know where he was. Yeah, so had to um, call him the next morning and apologize for what had happened there. But Wednesday afternoon, while Tony is sound asleep, I've got two voicemails from my dad who I, for whatever reason, I don't know why I didn't take my phone to go pick up Alex, probably because my reception is bad there. Um, but I get home and there's two missed calls and a voicemail from my dad saying, Elisa, please call me. And, you know, it was not like the, Hey, just call to see how you're doing. It was like, we need to talk. And, uh, so I call my dad and, um, he had just received the diagnosis, uh, that he has prostate, prostate cancer. 
And um, so, you know, very initial conversations. I mean, he hasn't even seen his urologist um, who he will see on Tuesday, but just, just that phone call, mm-hmm. you know, and talking through that with my parents and, you know, what do you know? And really right now they don't know anything. Early stages. Uh, my dad thinks he remembers hearing early stages, okay. <laughs> you know, but, but it was very much like, and he even said it, he's like, you know, I, when they said you've tested positive, he said, I shut down. Right. You know, state of shock. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to talk more about that in the meat of the podcast, but that was Wednesday. Tony's asleep. Um, and I don't want to wake him up cause I know that he's, his body is needing sleep. Yeah. So badly because if Tony comes home and goes to bed, that's not a good sign in our family. Cause I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, what if he's getting the flu? And, um, so just dealing with that without wanting to wake, like wanting to wake him up and not wanting to wake him up. And, um, so that's been, you know, Wednesday and Thursday and just kind of, processing mm-hmm. what that means you know what it, it what's this going to look like um and ironically enough and i, I do have to share this because it is just kind of one of those weird things my dad's urologist was a high school basketball player that i went to high school with and it's just kind of one of these things that keeps tripping me out like every time i think about it you know this guy played high school basketball when i was i was probably a freshman or sophomore when he was still there um, and now he's one of the top urologists in Columbus. So I'm he's in good hands. He's in good hands. So, um, but yeah, so it's just kind of been one of those weeks where things have just been off for us Yeah, because we've been very preoccupied with the health of our fathers. Um, Tony's own physical ailments and it, it's not been the best week in the DiLorenzo household. Right. And many of you can probably relate to this. I mean, when one of you goes down, it's, it's not just all the household stuff that gets piled on to the other saying that you're well, but you know, the lack of intimacy that happens in your marriage during this time, it can pretty much shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or if there's an ailing partner, an ailing Parent. parent, um, kids, um, gosh, it, it can really shut it down. I'm going to tell a story that happened to us when, when it comes to this area of sickness, it was about three years ago. The stomach flu was just running rampant around San Diego. Uh, it was a stomach flu and another strain of flu. So there was two flus that were just going around and it just seemed like everybody was just getting popped. And so I, I don't remember what month it was, but I got it. I, and I got it to the point where I finally walked into the doctor's office and the doc is looking at me and his nurses are looking at me and they're just going, you are so dehydrated. You are so just out of it. We're going to get you. We're going to get, we're going to put a shot. We're going to give you a shot. I have no clue what it was. Um, Elisa was dealing with our kids at the time. Alex had had some sort of oral, um, Alex had. What did he have? He, they had. He had oral bl- these oral blisters. Yes. And you know, kind of a. I, I don't even think they specifically gave it a name, but basically, he's got open source in his mouth. In his mouth, so the he cannot eat because every time he would eat something, it would just burn. Just burns. So burn. So he would just scream. And on top of this, I'm throwing up. Um, 
diarrhea. I mean, it, flu. It, the yeah. flu symptoms just that's happening. Um, Abby, there was a, a seven day incubation period on this oral virus. So just as Alex was coming out of it, Abby, Abby's mouth is suddenly all lit up with sores. So we've got two weeks of oral virus. I got hit with the flu. Tony's got the flu and I'm taking care of everybody. But then wasn't, didn't Alex end up finally getting the flu too? Because he started throwing up and everything as well. Uh, It was, it was probably a good three weeks going on almost a month where at the end of it, there was a workshop that I wanted to go to and I was in really no condition to go to this workshop. But I told I like literally got up at five o'clock that morning to drive to Orange County Mm -hmm. to be out of my house because I was just like, I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. Right. It was a, it was a tough month because I remember also sitting across the table from you at the end of this and just going, look at, if this doesn't turn around by Monday, I'm going to seriously just walk out of here because of the strain that was happening in our lives. I mean, you, you guys know it. It's not just being sick. It's on top of being sick. You're not getting sleep. And then if your spouse isn't getting sleep and you're having to take care of them, you're awake. And then if the kids aren't well, you're awake or your spouse is awake. I mean, you don't get any sleep. It just, it, the month just went by with, gosh, not a blink, not an iota of idea from Elisa and I to be close intimately well, you couldn't even handle anybody being close to you for a good week of that. So, right. there, so there was that whole week that it wasn't going to happen because physically you couldn't. And then the other two weeks, I was so wiped from taking care of the kids that the idea of being close to you, I was so desperate for sleep at that point in time that it, that was, I was at the base. But even needs. emotional intimacy. I mean, even just I, us I being wiped. able to. to have a conversation during that month was so hard. And even just this week, you know, this was just a a mild um, ailment in comparison, but goodness gracious. I mean, I, I just cannot function. I mean, it hit me and I'm just wiped out. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, for the life of me, just trying to hold a conversation, you know, when Elisa hit me with her dad's information it probably came at one of the best times because I wasn't trying to fix anything. I mean, I was still groggy from getting up and I just, I just held her and didn't say anything. Well, cause I was so desperate to tell you and you know, it had been one of those things where, you know, I talked to my dad. It was probably two forty-five on Wednesday afternoon, three o'clock. And um, so Tony's asleep and, and at that point in time I needed I needed to talk to an adult. Like I couldn't just talk to my kids and be like, you know, Abuela's really sick. Um, and so you guys have heard me mention this before. Um, and we've you know, talked about this to some extent in podcasts about those 10% friends, those friends that you call when life is falling apart and you know that they're going to lift you up and hold you up. And, you know, they are the ones that will call you back right away and text you. And um, I called all three of mine. <laughs> Because of course I'm like great three thirty in the afternoon they're all moms life is crazy at three thirty in the afternoon but I know one of them will call me back and um, I actually talked to two of them and the third one sent me a text and um, you know they were there for me when when I knew I couldn't turn to Tony because I want him to get better and so I can't I could 
I could have woken him up. Don't get me wrong. It's not that he's so insensitive that I couldn't wake him up, but I was so needing him to be better because Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to need him, you know, for the duration of the week. And so, but I, I needed to have that closeness with my girlfriends, you know, with, with women who have dads, you know, to go, okay, you know what? My dad is sick and we don't know what this is going to entail. We don't know, you know, like I'm asking my dad, you know, of course, you know, what stage is it? What are they going to do? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, okay. Um, and so it was one of those days where I was just, I was just off, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. Tony wakes up and you know, the kids and I are sitting out here, you know, mellow. It's one of those few times that Tony actually wakes up and the kids aren't screaming and he comes out of the bedroom and I'm instantly like, I need to go talk to you. Like right now we need to talk right now. And, um, you know, it's the first time in our marriage that we're really facing this with our parents. Yeah. They're getting older, you know, well, it's not, not even the fact that they're getting older, but this is the first serious illness that we're facing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so there was just that like, Whoa, you know, we're getting older. Thanks for the reminder. Well, you look great, honey. It's fine. <laughs> you are aging, but you still look great. Um, but it was one of those things where even, you know, that night I had to go to the grocery store and I called the one friend that texted me and I'm like, any chance that I can swing by? I just need, I need to be with a girlfriend right now. Cause I, there are just different times where you need different friends in your life. And I did, I went and I talked to her for an hour. I'm like, fortunately all the frozen foods were packed together. Um, cause I just gone to the grocery store before I stopped at her house. But it was one of those times where, you know, I needed a girlfriend mm-hmm. and then I could come home and, and yeah, Tony didn't try and fix it earlier cause there's nothing to fix right now. You know, a lot of it's just all of us processing what this means. And, you know, until my parents have their appointment with the, um, urologist on Tuesday, we don't know. There are a lot of unknowns and, um, you know, it is, it is one of those things where, and my girlfriend Jan said this really well. She's like, you know, the roles are starting to reverse, you know, all of, all of, you know, growing up, your parents take care of you, take care of you. And then you're on these years where it's kind of like everybody's doing their own thing. And, you know, this is the first time where it's like starting to be a reversal where, you know, not that I'm jumping into this caregiving role for my parents, but all of a sudden I'm like, okay, you know, they are getting older and we don't know what this journey is going to look like for our family. And, and so the reality of, oh, hello, this is, um, you know, I honestly thought the phone call was about my grandmother. I mean, my right. grandmother is 91 years old. It would, you know, almost 91. It would not have surprised me if something had happened to her. But like I was talking with another friend, when it's when it's out of sequence, right? When it's not, you know, the top person in line, it rocks your world. When it's a parent, it rocks your world. And it's like I told my friend Jan, I said, you know, and she actually she listened to me talk, and and she's one of those friends that will, um, she'll wait and then she'll ask those questions that are just right below the surface. And, you know, we talked through it and, and I got to the point where I could say, you know what, I'm not ready to lose my dad. Not that we even know it's that, you know, it's not that bad, but just the reality of, okay, my dad's got cancer and, you know, I've decided 
even at 36 that I'm not ready for that. Yeah. You know, daddy's little girl. Um, it was very ironic that that was the day that Abby, Abby loves to draw. And so she, um, she uses pictures and copies pictures that she sees. And when I was in college, my dad, I think he probably bought a Ricard that Hallmark had with this one picture of a girl on there, like running through fields. It's this drawing. And that's what he would send me. He would always send me these cards and have a note on the inside. And so this is the day that Abby is modeling that card. And then she's like, mommy, read what's on the inside. This is a birthday card that my dad sent to me when I was 35. So going on two years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he just, he talks in there about, you know, me making him a dad because I'm the oldest and just, you know, the joys that we've shared, the tough times, the worry. And, you know, it's like I told my girlfriends, I said, you know, it's so ironic that she's had this card to use as her model for a few weeks now. You know, she found it and she's been holding on to it. And But Wednesday was the first day she'd ever asked me to read it. Hmm. And it was very helpful because even in the midst of all of this uncertainty and we don't know anything, you know, my dad was right there reminding me that we've had joys and we've had sorrows and we've had worry. And through it all, his love for me has never changed, never changed. Right. And so there was that reassurance. Um, but it is one of those things where, because I've been so preoccupied with it, this week, I mean, there were times, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, where I'd be driving somewhere and it'd be on my mind. And, you know, fortunately I'm like, Oh, it's a good thing. I know where I'm going because I just, I would be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I know even in, in conversation, you know, with Tony, just, you know, like trying to connect with him and I've been short and I've been rude and it's not, it's not because of him. It's because I have this little nagging thing in the back of my head that says, wow, your life has changed, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard. Yeah, I get, it gets very hard on our marriages when things of this sort hit us. I, you know, as much as we all would love to go, oh, it's it's going to be okay. Uh, those are the easy words to say that all of us hear. We all know full and well that it's not sometimes always going to be okay. And there's a lot of pain that goes on. And so how do we, how do we keep the intimacy alive in our marriages during these times is a big question because if your father is, and we're just saying for the sake of examples here, if your father is man going downhill, dementia, I don't know, Alzheimer's, whatever it might be. My grandfather had. Yeah. You know, if you're spending so much time with your father, your parents, if they're nearby, you're not giving any love. You're not giving any, you're not giving anything back into your marriage. There's probably going to be some problems there. So we're going to talk a little bit tonight and today about, you know, how can you keep the intimacy alive? What are the things that you can do? I know it hurts. Even even when we're going through sicknesses, even when we're dealing with these things, you know, 
the flu. I, I remember one time Alex, when he was a baby, I mean, just the crap that kid went through. I mean, we had to sit in the ER with him so that they could, so that they could give him oxygen. Oh, he, he, was, he needed a breathing tr- just once. I mean, you make it sound like he was always in the hospital for silly things, but he had to have a breathing well, he treatment. Was, he, was a, he was at the ER a lot as a kid. It seemed like. <laughs> yes, fortunately, we've, we've curbed that, that with him. That, that kid seemed like we were always taking it him ac- to the ER. Those was accidents. It wasn't so much breathing. But there yeah. was there was that one time we were in the hospital with his breathing. Yeah, but don't forget that sickness was it was coming on. It was coming on, and then all of a sudden we're, oh my gosh, our, our kid isn't able to breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, these things hit, and if we're not honing in on the intimacy we have in our marriage it gets pushed aside and we can speak to you from there Mm -hmm. because that has happened in our marriage everything other everything that's happened other than maybe two years ago you know that's what would happen we would be so worn out we paid no attention to each other Uh, communication was was nil at times uh elisa brought it up we were short we were tense you know it was snippets of stuff a lot of more of it was was demands because we couldn't even deal with ourselves let alone our spouse Mm -hmm. so one thing that we've learned over the years is obviously when you are in this period of life it is always best to talk to your spouse about where you are. Mm -hmm. Obviously when you are dead out sick with the flu, your spouse realizes it. I will say from, from even being sick this past week a little bit and I'm finally catching up with all the sleep that I've, it's like I got a lot of sleep, but I still need a lot of sleep. Mm -hmm. My body has just been needing it. I, Mm -hmm. I realized even on Friday, I think it was or Saturday when I was able to at least move around decently to get into the kitchen and clean start being a a part of the family again yeah because i mean you were out for you know tuesday well tuesday and wednesday were gone and uh i don't remember thursday this has been a tough week for me to you know what you know what we did do on thursday though we ended up having sex thursday night yes we did i wasn't a hundred percent there i wasn't a hundred percent there i don't think you were a hundred percent there either probably not i i'm i okay so last night was better than thursday night i'm I'm taking it i I was more present okay but you know what i did appreciate because okay so tony was sick tuesday wednesday and wednesday and we hadn't had we hadn't had sex sunday or monday yeah our 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 intimacy lifestyle has just been blown to pieces here the last month yeah seems like and um we're trying to get it back on track so Tony initiates on Thursday, which like I did have the initial thought going, huh, it's not one of his days, but okay. And it was good because it was, I, I so appreciated him initiating because A, it let me know that he was feeling better or at least thought he was feeling better. <laughs> and B, still being very much in that like initial shock stage, it was nice for him to reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, okay. Okay, this is a bit of normalcy. Right. You know, we can do this. We, you know, this is, this is part of who we are. It's a way for us to connect. It's a way for us to be physically close. 
And it's like even last night, I mean, we just sat in the kitchen after the kids went to bed and we talked here for like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just about what's going on. Because it's, it's, you know, there are some other pressures going on this week too, just with business being a little slower. And, you know, we've really tightened up the budget, but we're still kind of looking at the numbers and things like that. And, um, you know, so that, that conversation was good. Because it was like, all right, you know, the kids are camping out in the living room and, you know, where we'd normally sit. And so we just sat at the kitchen table right? and just said, okay, you know what? We need to have this conversation. We, you know, we know all of this stuff is swirling around us. Tony's dad's fine. We're still waiting to hear on my dad. But we, we spent the time in conversation instead of getting into bed and he's got his book and I've got my book and okay, good night. Love you. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. And we do that lots of nights, but it was a conversation just, just to connect. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think part of that conversation needs to be, especially if you're if you're working in a time when you are watching over an ailing child, an ailing kid, I would say this is probably one of the best times for you guys to start sitting down and calendaring your intimacy, Mm -hmm. be it sexual, be it recreational, be it spiritual. Mm -hmm. It, It might be the time for you to pull out your calendars and just go, you know what? our lives are a little haphazard and they're going to be for the next three months. So let's bust out our calendars and let's write these things down. Mm-hmm. And then this way it's, it's, it's freeing for you guys. You don't have to think about it again. You know, maybe you do it in two week increments or a month increment, whatever suits your suits you guys. But now you guys don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's your sexual intimacy, you know, maybe it is one time a week and it's just his, her, his, her, you know, if it's spiritual intimacy, maybe you guys are trying to connect spiritually two or three times a week, four times five, whatever it is, but maybe it's needed on the calendar and post it Mm -hmm. so you guys can see it. Obviously, if you have kids that are old enough in the sexual intimacy, put a code down, it always helps, but I really do believe that if we can calendar these times, they become set in stone for us. And two, it's just off of our minds. We're not sitting there dwelling. It's as a guy, I will tell you, it is, it is one of those things when we're not getting sex sometimes that we can just dwell on so darn much that we forget everything else around us. But if I know on Wednesday night next week that it's going to happen, then it's like, I don't have to think about this. I can, I can do other stuff. And on Wednesday or Tuesday, maybe I want to just start sexting my spouse or sending her a little love note via email or, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But I'm not having to think about, my goodness, is it going to happen in the next week or is it going to happen in the next month? Well, it also, it, you know, when you schedule your intimacy, whatever that is, it, it means that in some cases you can have those days where you don't have to think about it, where you can focus on whatever the challenges are that you're facing and knowing that you and your spouse are on the same page. Yeah. You know, if it's going to be Tuesday night, then okay, on Monday, if I've got to take care of dad or I've got to take care of you know the baby or you know whatever it is, then that's where my focus is and that's okay. And vice versa, when you do schedule it and it is that day for that, then you got, you got to turn everything else off. You have to. 
and women, uh, we know you can multitask. Dang it. Uh, I know you can multitask. I think it was a week ago or so. I got called out. Elisa was sitting there multitasking like there is no tomorrow. And I, and I, I could tell. I got totally called out. He's like, turn off your to-do list. I mean, turn it, it, it off. It, it was it was fairly annoying in the middle of, of sex here where all of a sudden I'm just going like, dang it. She's not even here. She's not even present. And... I did. I had to call you out on it because I was like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, we husbands feel the same way sometimes. Sure. So the other thing is that you can look at your calendar and go, you know what? We're turning this thing off. I'm turning this thing off. I'm not going to think about all this other stuff. I am going to be fully present for my spouse because in many of our vows, we said, you know, for sickness, in sickness and in health. And that happens, you know, both happen in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, in thinking about that as the topic for tonight and, you know, thinking about our wedding vows, you know, in health is the time to start some of these practices. You know, when life isn't spinning out of control, when you aren't hit with the news that family members are sick or you've got sick kids or, you know, a husband walks in the door and you can tell he's going straight to bed and you might not see him mm-hmm. tonight. If you've already put, you know, calendar, you've already started calendaring it. That's just, you know, a given in your marriage. If you've already started date nights, you know, like we know, you know, we've got date night Friday night. Um, you know, when you start making those things a priority, when things aren't struggling when things aren't a challenge that when you do come up against these circumstances, when life happens, you're not trying to invent Mm -hmm. a solution. You're just like, okay, well, honey, you know what? Friday night's date night. And regardless of what all the craziness in life is, we're going out. I got it planned. We're going out. Um, or you know what? Monday night's night we do, you know, well, for us, Sunday night podcast. Okay. Life can be crazy, but guess what, guys? We record our podcast on Sunday nights mm-hmm. because we don't know what Monday's going to bring. You know, we even had this conversation tonight. It's quite one of those crazy weeks. I'm like, nope, we're going to do the podcast on Sunday because I've got something else on Monday and you will not be happy if I walk in the door late. You know, you just, you set up these things and yes, it's scheduled, which some people if they aren't familiar with it, they're like, isn't that kind of rigid? You know, where's the spontaneity? Well, the flip side of that is that if it's scheduled, it happens. Yeah. If it's not scheduled, if you're leaving it to spontaneity, guess what? A lot of times the mood doesn't happen, whether it's recording a podcast or having sex with your spouse or making, you know, a point to do a devotional once a week or do date night at least once a month. If you don't schedule it, you can get to February 28th and say, huh, we didn't have a date night this month. Oh, well, maybe we'll try in March. Hmm, maybe. You know, it's hard. It's hard when there's sickness in a marriage, whether it's the couples in the marriage or extended family or kids but when you start taking some of these principles that we talk about week in and week out and you, you bring them into your marriage, it's going to survive those storms. 
Yeah. Because you've laid a foundation. It's you know, it's like when we heard a few weeks ago from um, some of those new moms and um, Shanna and Travis. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Travis talked about the fact that they have such a strong foundation that you know what they they'll survive this season of new babyhood because they've got the foundation. Yeah. You're dealing with sickness. If you've got the foundation for when, when things are healthy, you survive it. You weather that storm together because you've built up the opportunity to have communication. You've built up your intimacy lifestyle, whatever that is. Maybe it changes. You know, we're not saying everything is, you know, poured in concrete, but you have a precedent. Mm-hmm. to stick to it. You have a precedent to maintain it because that's what you've done because you realize, and we hear from so many of you that by taking some of the principles out of strip down, incorporating those into your marriage, your marriages are getting stronger. Yeah. And if you want to pick up that book, you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com and go to the store and you can pick that up for all of you that haven't read it yet. Yes. Which there are many of you. That's not why I mentioned it right there. I, I understand that, but I'm letting them know that they can okay. pick it up. Okay. But I mean, but what I'm getting at is that the stronger your foundation, the stronger you are to weather what life throws at you. Yes. And, and I would agree. You know, was it three years ago when I went through that flu stuff? We weren't on a solid foundation. In all seriousness, when I sat across the table from Elisa and said, if this didn't stop, by that next Monday, I was going to walk out. No kidding. I was ready to walk out. I was, I was done. I I mean, I was just done. Praise God. I didn't because look what we have now. It's taken a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of talking and a lot more of just being in tune with each other Mm -hmm. to get to where we are now. But that's that foundation that Elisa is talking about. Now, for those of you who have had to go through long-term sickness with your spouse, say your spouse has cancer, say your spouse got, you know, a freak accident happens, you know, things are obviously going to be drastically different, especially from the sexual intimacy standpoint, you know, but we truly believe that's, that's just one component of intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about six of them. And so maybe the sexual part isn't being fulfilled right now. But those other five can. Well, and you can still have physical intimacy without sex. True. So it's, you know, yes, sex is a component of physical intimacy. But it's not the only component. And so, you know, you can you can still have a strong foundation. You can still have a strong marriage, even when you're dealing with a spouse that is in, you know, a long-term situation. Yes, it may not look the same. You know, every situation will be different, every set of circumstances, but your commitment to maintain intimacy with your spouse will again be your strength. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a commitment. That's why it's part of the vows in sickness and in health. 
Although I do find it ironic that sickness comes up first. <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was reading to Abby tonight as we're, I'm mulling over the title for the podcast. I'm like, I think it's, there's just something to the fact that they mentioned the bad first because you, you will have, you know, it's like we were talking about in church this week. There was no promise in the Bible that life would be rosy. God never promised us this completely perfect life. Mm -hmm. So how do you handle in sickness? And I think sickness can be, I think we can look at sickness another way as well. And that sickness doesn't necessarily have to be a physical ailment, but you may be just physically sick from your work. Mm-hmm. You know, you're unmotivated. You don't like what you're doing anymore. And that sort of just that attitude just permeates you. And it's almost like, gosh, it's almost like fireweed here. That's what we have here in Southern California. Oh. You know, it's that, that witch's that orange, hair. Witch's hair. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a, a parasite and you, you can just eat at your marriage, you know, when, when you're sick in something else as well. Mm-hmm. So I just was thinking about that as you, as you mentioned that, yeah, because it's not always, it's not always just being sick or somebody else being sick in the way we think about it, but it could be other stuff. We're, we're just unmotivated. We're, we're, gosh, we just don't, we're not. We're not healthy. Mm-hmm. Our lives are not healthy. And because our lives are not healthy, we're not able to bring what we can and what we should be bringing to the marriage. And that takes its toll. And that takes its toll. Yeah, it totally can take its toll. So. Oh, no. No? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, were going to keep going. I'm like, I don't have the comment back to that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, guys, this week, if you're dealing with sickness um, in your family on, you know, parents, spouse, kids, know that our prayers are with you because um, it's not an easy thing. And, you know, our prayer for you is that you do make the intimacy in your marriage a priority to the best of your abilities. And like I said, that will be different for every couple. But whatever you can do, commit to it and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, those of you that are in a healthy place right now, make intimacy in your marriage a priority. <laughs> Funny, it doesn't matter if you're in sickness or in health. If you're in health, make it a priority because it will be the foundation that will carry you through. Think about those things that maybe you're not doing now that, you know, played the what if. What if somebody was sick? What do we not have in place now that we probably should? Mm-hmm. And then do that. You know, if you're not making date night a priority once a month, twice a month, whatever works into your lifestyle, sit down and put it on the calendar. If you've been talking about your intimacy lifestyle and you're still talking about it, but you haven't done it yet. Okay. March 1st. Make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to work on your spiritual intimacy, whatever that means for you guys. Maybe you want to have a time once a week where you do a devotion or maybe you want to pray together Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I, 
I'm not going to tell you what that is because it's different for every couple. But if you haven't done it yet and you want to, March 1st, do it. Yeah. You know, these are going to be, these are going to be what carry you through when life throws you a curveball. Because it's going to happen. I can't tell you when. I can't tell you what. But I can guarantee you curveballs will happen. Yeah, they they definitely will. The, the only piece of advice I have left is, you know, when we're going through these times, this is for everybody. The house is going to look like a sty. And dang it, don't worry about it. I, I think that's my biggest thing is who gives a rat's butt? Honestly, you know, if things are going to happen. You're not feeling good. Don't put any more pressure on yourself. Wives, I know you guys do this. For goodness sakes, who cares? Guys, if the place is a mess and, and, and you can help out somewhere, just make it happen. For the most part, though, I just call those these times when we're, when we're sick and we're not there. It's a wash. I mean, I know Elisa this week was, oh, the clothes, this and that and rot. And I'm just sort of looking around just going, for crying out loud, I don't care what it looks like. Let me get better and we'll and we'll work on this together. And I think that's the key. There are going to be times when things happen around the house. Be cool with each other. And then come together when it when it's all good and done. Again, communication is key. Work on it. Pull it all together. Get it done. And you're back on track. Don't add more to the to the plate. You know, and, and worry and fuss and all that good stuff. <laughs> while one of you is down or uh, both of you or the, the kids and you. I'm just chuckling because my living room hallway has clean clothes strewn about as the kids went and found their clothes and put their clothes away. But I've been so preoccupied taking care of the other rooms in the house that I haven't gotten to it. And I went out for a little bit this afternoon and came back and was really kind of surprised that the clothes were still in the hallway. And so I did snap at Tony for that. Actually, I snapped it at Tony through Abby like wow really guys could have gotten that done no nope. so no the kids played and he rested and that was really what needed to happen and you know sometimes I'm, you just need to check yourself yeah i've just been a slug and i'm okay with that and i'll live and, <laughs> and i'll move on until you know we'll we'll move on and we'll get everything cleaned up and it'll be all better this week there you go so you guys thanks a lot we hope you have a fantastic week. If you have any questions for us, ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Or ask Elisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We love your emails. We're getting a lot of them. We're not reading a lot of them because they're personally, they're, they're personal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many of you have said, hey, if you use it, just please don't use our name. We'll use them when we can. We'll come back to some of these because they're, they're all great. But please do continue to email us so that way we can pray for you. If you want to call us 858-876-5663, give us your insights. We need to hear some, we did it. Nobody's having sex seven days straight right now. So let's have some of you get out there and do it and then call us or email us. Let us know that you're doing that. We'd love to hear it. We'll, uh, eventually get our seven days of sex challenge up and going here. Just seems like one thing after another is hitting us this year. But we'll do it, and we hope you'll join us when we do it. So to that, we love you guys, and have yourself a fantastic week. 
Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.